0: And welcome to the cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Big Boys Cigars and Lounge here in Bucolic Dixon, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devon. I'm joined as I am every week, and I can't believe I did it all in one shot, Mr. Shane Reeves.
1: I really expected you to have to reboot at least twice. Yeah, I really expected, I expected that as well. There's some regulars coming in. We've got a pretty good crowd here tonight. Yeah, getting a lot of people are going to be kind of coming in and out. Be our, this is kind of our first live podcast. It really is. And all. But we're sitting here with Robbie Lee Roach. He's the owner of Big Boys. Hey there. Robbie, you're
2: living the dream. Yes, absolutely. Tell us about it. Tell us what, what what's it like. I love it. I mean, I'm passionate about cigars. I love cigars. And, you know, I get to smoke cigars, watch baseball, and have a good time all day. And I'm a people person, so I get to meet a lot of people. And... Uh, just really love it.
0: Excellent. Well, as you mentioned, passionate about cigars. Let's let's start off by getting ours lit, and then we can talk and learn more about you. Sounds good to me.
1: All right, Robbie, what are you smoking?
2: We're going to let the guests start. So I have a Patina Connecticut, uh, and Patina was started by Mo Malley, who used to be with Mambacho. Right. Uh, so this is uh, one of my favorite Connecticuts. It's a Ecuadorian... Connecticut uh, with a uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf and Nicaragua filler, so. It's so rare we have a guest that has notes. I'm, it's I'm, true. I'm, this I'm really, really excited. <laughs> well, they, I don't want to sound that, stupid. That's so. why I
0: had to pull my patent pen out. I didn't want to be outdone by our guests. You didn't want to be the only one that didn't have notes. That's right. But, uh, well, I'm going to smoke
1: something that I couldn't be more excited about, so... This is the way Trey and my life works. I said, okay, when we do lives, we got to smoke the house blend. We got to smoke the house blend.
0: That's going to be the hallmark of a live show in a different shop. It's, we're going to highlight there and then we walk in the humidor and. Yeah, and,
1: and I've got, I'm have got i not going to pass on a Balmoral Paso Doble. Yeah. Everybody that listened last week heard me ranting and raving about how much I love that Balmoral Nicaraguan. And you walk in here and Robbie's got them in the humidor i got to have one.
0: Yeah, and I've, I, I've been l- looking forward to this for weeks now because you're, as far as I know, the only place within an hour of here that has the Buffalo 10. I'm not smoking it yet, but I'm going to pick up a couple before I head home. Uh, tonight, did I cut you off? You look like you were still wanting to go. Oh, that's okay. I was Uh, just
1: going to give the recipe of my cigar and all that stuff. Just keep keep talking. I'll go ahead and light without
0: you. (laughs) I was giving you an ample opportunity so we didn't have dead air while we are both trying to light our cigar at the same time like normal. Well, I figured that's what you were trying to do. So Royal Royal Agio
1: Cigars has released this. It's a collaboration. It's from Balmoral and La Flor Dominicana, which is a, a combination I wouldn't see coming together. Their flavor profiles are both so different. It really catches me... The Balmoral and the La Florida Dominican are just two different flavors. Yeah. And all. So it is a, a Habano wrapper of Ecuador from Ecuador over a Sumatran binder and the fillers are the Dominican Republic. And then a exclusive signature stalk cut Brazilian Mata Norte. Oh, that's the, Yeah. Mata Norte again instead of Matafina. Exactly. So I'm very excited. Now Now, now you may speak, so now I
0: can say,
2: her and no, I, I cigar. may speak,
0: I swear. Uh, so uh, similarly to Shane, I uh, walked in the humidor and saw a cigar that I couldn't pass up. You know, Robbie was walking us around before the show, if you've been on Facebook and saw the live video we did. And uh, the new Aganorsa Leaf Signature Selection Maduro uh, was just calling my name in a way that I couldn't resist. Um, Shane turned me on to Aganorsa Leaf. Uh, pretty much when the Guardian of the Farm came out, I guess it was, right around the time when they were changing the name. And uh, it's, it's a cigar that I don't smoke near enough for how much I enjoy it. But this is a full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar. It's a Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Um, one of the things I love about this website getting really inside baseball here, it even says it was blended by Max Fernandez. That's, that's a piece of trivia I'd like to have on every cigar we review is who actually blended it.
1: Well, you know, that, and that's such a big part of developing your palate is learning who blends what cigars and who blends what you like. You know, I know...
0: Willie Herrera.
1: Yeah, when Willie blends it, I'm going to like it. That's just part of life. Um, whoever's blending for Gurkha, not going to like it. They're not my <laughs> my particular palate at all. So, all right, Robbie. Now, that, while Trey lights his cigar, we can go ahead and start talking. All right, we have to hurry while he's lighting his cigar. We don't have to hear anything from sure. him, so we we can get ahead this way. Absolutely. And
0: uh, so when your wife shop- is going to give you such <clears throat> hell this week. <laughs> oh, speaking
1: of which, before sorry, Robbie, I was since Trey interrupted. Now I have to go ahead and say this: I got in trouble last week because I did not acknowledge the fact that my wife won the monster poker game. Mm. Our monster poker game was Tuesday for a box of the Tatawahi monsters, and my wife won it. And I got in trouble for not acknowledging <laughs> that. So please, everyone out there, Glenda won the um, TIFF and all. the Tatua, Every year, tattoo Monster comes out, and we do a monster mm. poker game where we all chip in, and we put, the winner takes home a box of cigars. And this is the second box of cigars she's won at the Monster Game.
2: Gotcha. She wins everything, right? She, you, well, you know her. Yeah, <laughs> I know her. <laughs> and, uh,
1: when she was here that night. She wins. Yeah. That's just Glenda. She's a very lucky. I mean... Look she, how married lucky she, She's she married you. She's a very
0: lucky lady. How much yeah.
1: luckier can she get? She married me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's getting thick in here, folks. <laughs> the, the audience was coughing <laughs> I, I It's i than a had the benefit of a live audience harassing me. It's better than the crickets <laughs> we normally
2: hear.
1: Hey, somebody give me a bouncer. Throw this guy.
2: <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, Robbie, when did the store open? So we opened uh, last July, July of 2018. So we've been open 15 months or so. So, what made you want to open a cigar shop? So, in the fall of 2017, me and my best friend, uh, Greg, who lives in uh, Dixon County, along with me, uh, we wanted to do a bonfire and get a case of beer and get a couple sticks. And uh, we found the case of beer pretty easily, but we couldn't find uh, any good cigars in the town. And so, uh, we looked everywhere. We looked at discount tobacco stores... Everything was hard as a rock. Checked the wine stores. Nobody had what we were looking for. Nobody had a premium, handmade cigar like we want to smoke. And uh, so went home that night, and uh, for the next couple of weeks, just started uh, doing some research, praying about it, reading up, doing some research. And uh, about a couple months later, decided this is what I wanted to do. So uh, jumped right in, and... uh, Got some funding, and here we are.
1: Okay, so the previous life of the
2: building. Tell me if I'm right. It feels like it used to be a sandwich shop. Uh, this building has been a lot of things. At uh, one time, it was a bus station. It was a laundromat. It was a restaurant. Uh, the restaurant, uh, sister's restaurant is now down the street. It was a donut shop, laundromat, antique store, Uh, And right before we moved in, the previous occupant was a small church. Very small church. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And also... You know, I, th- I thought it was going to be something... That's usually the way these things go, is, hey, two friends get together and say, hey, we should open a cigar lounge. Yes. <laughs> and well, it just goes, works, falls into place from And there. you
0: had the benefit of being in an area of this state, which really you were, is about 30 miles from the nearest cigar shop yes. in every direction, at uh, least.
2: Absolutely. I always say I'm in a little honey pot here, uh, 30 miles any direction. There's not another cigar lounge, uh, and that was a lot of the research uh I- always had plans on later in life, 50, 55 years old, to do something like this somewhere. Uh, But just all the stars aligned. There wasn't one. I was in a place to where, you know, I could break free and do it. And it it happened. It was... uh, it's it's an awesome experience to when everything lines up like that.
0: What did you do uh, before you opened the cigar shop?
2: So I was in the restaurant business. Uh, I was a district manager for Wendy's. Okay. Uh, I did that for 25 years, and I left there at the end of 2016. And I sold insurance for six months and hated I'm sorry. it. <laughs> uh, that sounds like me. And then I did some uh, work after Irma for FEMA. Okay. Uh, so I spent a little over a month in Miami. So oh. checked out <laughs> little little Havana and stuff like that. So it was uh, it was a good experience. And then right when I got back from that uh, is when you know I was trying to figure out my next step and everything and. Then I had that fall night, me and my buddy, and I was like, "Well, there it is. There's my, there's my next step." So and the rest
0: is history. And right? the rest
2: is history. Yeah, Big Boy Cigar and Lounge.
1: All right. What's been your biggest surprise? What what caught you out of nowhere? What surprised you about owning a cigar shop? That those of us that are still chasing the dream, what would, what would we? What would shock
2: us? Just the bureaucracy. <coughs> it's just terrible. I mean, I feel like Ron Swanson all the time. I mean, when I was first going into it, I mean, it just, the bureaucracy, the red tape, getting this permit, getting that permit, you know, you go and you ask somebody about this law or that law, well, I don't really know, you got to ask this guy, and well, where do I get this permit, well, you got to get this one over there, and that one over there, and just dealing with all of that type of stuff, and all the taxes you got can't get A without pay. B,
0: but you can't get B without A. Correct. And, yeah. Yes.
2: You know what do you what do you do first? You know, which license do you get first? And it it was a challenge because I've always worked for a franchise and they handled all of that stuff. I've ran businesses, you know, for 25 years, but I never had to really do that part. So that part was really hard for me, but. Once we got all of that going, you know, I opened several Wendy's uh, over the years. So opening stuff up and doing that, it was it was like old hat. So everything kind of, the muscle memory kicked in, you know, once we got through the red tape and the bureaucracy and everything like that. All right, Cliff, what do you think of the Buffalo 10? We, we
1: have a studio audience who came up here specifically to buy the Buffalo 10. So I'm interested, Up, Jaleel's holding up his, so I'm interested to see what their opinions of these cigars turn out to be.
0: So what's been your, your, so I get the bureaucracy and the red tape kind of being the the unfun surprise. Yes. What's What's been your favorite part so far, I'm other a, than the people? Because that's everyone's favorite yeah, part. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much been, you know, my favorite thing. Just, you know, becoming part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was uh, doing my uh, when I was doing my research, uh, Rick, are y'all familiar with Rick Cigars mm-hmm. uh, out in White House? So similar size population. So I called him up, and he was very nice. He said, "Yeah, i come out. I'll, you know, I'll kind of mentor you, answer any questions you have, things like that." So I went out and met with Rick, and one thing that he told me was, the cigar shop kind of becomes a community. And he kept using that word, community, and uh, that's what I've loved about this, and Rick was right, I mean, it, this becomes like a community of people, and, you know, I like that people take ownership in the shop, you know, people walk in, and they, you know, they just help themselves to a soda from the soda cabinet, or they'll walk in and, you know, get their own cigar, or, you know, they just feel like they're at home here, and, you know, I really appreciate that, and... Uh, again, you know, I watch baseball and smoke cigars all day. And, you know, we do have Cuban-style press sandwiches here, and uh, which I have to, have to have to have the beer. So right. uh, there's more uh, bureaucracy there, you know. I want to have beer and cigars. And it's like, uh, no. You have to uh, have food. <laughs> you know, I was trying to get away from the food business, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I want to do beer and cigars. Well, you have to have food, too. So it's like. Do you know anything about doing food? I'm like, yeah, I can, I can figure that. You out. You can
0: manage that. I can, yeah, yeah, I can manage that. So, have you uh, had one of the Cuban sandwiches, Shane? And does it pass the sandwich have, czar test? I have not, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm officially
1: in charge of Cuban sandwiches from really? Middle Tennessee. Okay. I, I set the standard. I set the bar. I have very exacting standards. So one day I'll have to swing by at lunch, and we'll have to really test that out.
2: Well, here's what I've learned: if you put mayonnaise on it. Then that's really a Floridian, right? That's Cuban. No, it's
1: no longer a Cuban. What a traditional Cubans:
2: ham, Swiss, pulled pork, pickle, and mustard, and salami.
1: You have to have just a little salami no. on there to break that up. That's that's part of the recipe. Okay. <laughs> but no, I have not tried it yet. But so, Robbie, we want you to kind of comment along on some of the news stories with Absolutely. us as we go tonight. Sure. Um, right off the bat, I, me and Trey were arguing about this before the show. On Half Wheel, they have the new Lotus Deception Cutters.
0: And what I couldn't figure out is why you got so excited. Usually, I'm the one that has to bring all the accessories up and and force you to talk about them. But this was the one time that you were like, no, whatever we do, I have to talk about this.
1: Well, you know, I've been on the hunt for a new cutter. I'm currently using this Brickhouse Zycar that I got down in Tampa. And I like it, but I don't like how... I still am just not a fan of the traditional Zycar design, the teardrop design. Right. Still just doesn't. I'm always scared I'm going to cut myself. It's just...
0: So this looks a little better. It does. So when I was selling Calibri, one of the things that I used to always recommend, the Calibri cutter over the Zycar was for people with big hands like you and I have. Because the teardrop of the Zycar tends to get some pinky pinch. Uh, it's a technical term. And uh, <laughs> this... Um, having the wider base on the design like this uh, I, I think really solves that problem but I've got to say it looks identical to the Calibri. I don't know how they get away with this
1: it looks pretty close I will say it does look close to the Calibri. and all but now I'm not as, as schooled on the Calibri brand as you are the only thing they don't put in this article I mean they're saying it's two and three quarter by inch and seven eighths by half inch uh, 39.95 is the price. You know the price that they're talking about selling them at the MSRP. Yeah. Um, I need to know how much it weighs, because wow. I've got a Calibri SV cut I could use to kill a moose. Right. I really need to know how much this cutter's going to weigh. Now, Robbie, what accessories have you been getting into around here? What have y'all been looking at accessory wise?
2: So we have uh, quite a few accessories. We have uh, we carry uh, we car- we do carry Lotus, so we may be uh, bringing some of these in. Uh, but right now we actually have a big boy cutter. Uh, it's actually called the big boy cutter from Lotus. So it's not. Is that n- the
0: 80 ring gauge
2: or? No, that's almost- the iron one. Is oh, okay. the 80 ring gauge. So we have an iron one. It's 9.95. Goes up to 80 ring gauge. We have the big boy. Goes up to like 64. It's okay. 3.95, and uh, we have a punch that's 3.95, and we have a V cut that's 3.95, and those are kind of our cutters. We haven't had a big. Uh, demand for the higher end cutters as of yet. I brought a few in when we first opened and they kind of sat on the shelf for a while and then eventually moved uh, but uh, that's what we have now so well okay, here's what I need.
1: I need a humidor that's set up like the nuclear launch codes for a sub for okay. a missile. I'm going to have one key around my neck. I'm going to keep one key around the dog's neck. Because since my (laughs) wife quit smoking flavored cigars, she started smuggling my good cigars out. And I'm having to hide them. I'm having to bury them. So I just need one that we both have to turn the key at the same time to open. Okay. So if you can go ahead and get one of those
2: ordered that yeah. I will see what I can do. That's
1: exactly what needs to happen <laughs> at my on house.
2: A, on
0: a time lock and with biometric scanning and yeah, retinal, scan, <laughs> ret- retinal scan. Retinal scan would be a plus. Yeah.
2: Fingerprint. Yeah. yeah
1: just uh, the whole blood nine samples. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, not blood sample, <laughs> she'd bleed me dry. <laughs> anyway.
2: But yeah, I'm excited about
1: these cutters. I really like it. I think the price points, right? I mean, 39.95 MSRP for a
0: Lotus—that's pretty. That's—I mean—that is the going cost of a cutter these days. I feel like for your run-of-the-mill, better-than-average, you know, sort of getting into that Calibra car range, I think 39.99 is is the right price.
2: They look really nice. Yeah, different colors and really nice.
0: Yeah,
1: Robbie can look at them through the manufacturer site. He can yeah, kind of slide my, in the back yeah. end. I no. got my
2: email here from. Uh, he pulls up the price list and the way through. Ken Distel, my, <laughs> uh, my rep, sent me this. So,
0: and so I, one of the things that you kind of hit on when you were talking about your accessories, we were talking about a little bit before the show, is how um, not on not only is a cigar shop like this new to the area, but that means what that means is that you're bringing up kind of a new generation of smokers. Yes. You've got a lot of. You know, sort of people that are young in their smoking career, as I would say. Right. Has, yeah. Has that been a little bit different from what you're expecting, or has it been
2: right online? It's it's been pretty much online. I knew that it, I knew there would be an evolution. Uh, there wasn't a cigar shop here for at least five years before we opened. Uh, so people came in and you know they wanted CAO and uh, Drew Estate, and they wanted some infusion and. That's kind of what we got into right off the bat. And, of course, people are going to walk in and, you know, they're going to be horrified by the price and everything like that. So we had some uh, some budget sticks right off the bat. We we knew we would need some of those and everything like that. But it's been an evolution, and it's it's really cool to see the guys come in. And, you know, they come in and they get a blondie, you know. And then, if, you know, after a couple weeks, they're like, Rob, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to graduate to something else. So, you know, we put them on a Connecticut or, you know, something milder, and then, you know, we move them up to a medium, and, you know, now I've got all these guys that are puffing just stuff stronger than I puff, Yeah. you know, and it's, uh, it's cool to see, you know, that evolution of all the people around here. Well, you know, we were talking about this last
1: week, because when it comes to strength of cigars, it seems like everybody... Goes through that phase where they want the strongest cigar mm-hmm. they can get They want just as strong as they can get And then your palate kind of mellows back down And it just it really changes from time to time Yeah So really, uh, it's really going to be interesting to see Five years down the road what the palate of the smoker in here looks like Right Especially
0: because compared to a lot of the shops that we go to have been established for years and years and years. And so some of their best sellers are in the medium to full range. And you were mm -hmm. telling us that, you know, like the cigar that you're smoking tonight, one of your best sellers is a Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I just find that so interesting how different shops and clientele make that happen.
2: Right. Yeah, I I do sell a lot of these, but I do sell a lot of the uh, fuller-bodied ones as Mm -hmm. well. So it's... What about Fuente? How does Fuente do here? Uh, Fuente does well here. I mean, I don't get any of the high-end, higher-end stuff. I did get some Anejos back uh, in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a dozen or so facings. They do, they do pretty good. Uh, the Don Carlos, number two, is one of my best sellers. Uh, people like that. Uh, it's a good, uh, you know, for the guys that don't want the real fuller-bodied, uh, it's a... It's a good stick for those guys. So. Well,
1: you know, it's funny because my palate kind of changes as the temperature changes mm-hmm. and the weather changes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Saturday deer season opens, muzzleloader mm-hmm. season opens. That's always a Hoya Black. Okay. I muzzleloader season, Saturday afternoon after I'm done when I'm sitting down or coming home from the hunt.
0: Black powder, black cigar. Black
1: powder, mm-hmm. black cigar. Got to be the Hoya Black. Mm. At all, so it's going to be interesting because the thing is, and a lot of people that are listening don't know, Dixon's pretty rural. Yes, I mean we're pretty rural out here in the country. It's a lot of great people, a lot of good old yes. boys, and all. Oh, I'm, definitely, definitely. Okay, fried pies, fried pies come in here often. Uh, yeah. Okay when the fried pies come in here we, we need to know.
2: Well that's another cool thing People just bring me food all the time. They're like, hey, I made some chili you want a bowl yeah always
0: That's the best part of being a small community. Yeah
2: well one time at a big gathering I complained that you know I'm stuck here all day it's hard getting food and like from that day forward yeah. Postmates just,
0: doesn't come all the way People out just here. call up
2: and they're like, hey I made you know, I just got some uh, chicken pot pie just before the show went on. A guy brought it. In, a guy brought it in, and hey, my wife made some uh, pot pie. Here it is. So it's pretty cool. That's well, you awesome. Know,
1: I actually think that kind of is a link between that and the cigars, between the eating, and mm-hmm. it's just a palate thing. It's a mouth feel. It's, you know, when we do football on Saturdays, we always bring food, and we're always, you know, cooking up. This weekend's the huge LSU-Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And, man, you should see the amount of food that they're planning on bringing. There's gumbo, and there's stew, and there's pecan pies. <coughs> and there's all kinds of stuff supposed to be coming for this for this big football game. And it's funny how the more you're around a cigar shop, you wouldn't think the two things would blend. But everybody likes to show out.
2: Right, yeah. And we got a lot of people that like to smoke meat. So our last couple events... Uh, <laughs> Will Will William Wilson who's a friend of mine but also a contributor to the shop uh, he's one of my advisors he helps me with uh, what to bring in things like that big shout out to Will uh, but the last couple of events he's brought his father's big smoker in and you know started it at like 2 in the morning and then gone back to sleep and then 6 or 7 in the morning uh, hauling it over here and putting meat on it and and doing that, so it's again, it goes back to the community and mm-hmm. food, cigars, you know, a good bourbon or beer or whatever. A lot of that stuff just really brings people together. Sports, football. Did he do the wings for the McAuliffe event? Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. The
1: wings were amazing. When I was up here for the McAuliffe event, we had the wings. No, no, were great. he did. He did do those. Okay. Yes,
2: I, know, I think we're gonna that gonna give was the credit a, for it. Anyway. Yeah, that's the first time we, we used the smoker. And then like after that it's like well we got to use a smoker for everything. So <laughs> well, sure. I mean now McAllister, here you got to you got to show out, right? Right, you got to make it look good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well let's step
1: away for a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to hit a cigar under eight. When we get back I want to talk some more cigar news and I want to talk some more of just running the shop, just the
2: day-to-day operation. Sounds great. <laughs> Hello, this is Robbie Lee Roach with Big Boys Cigar and Lounge with your Cigar Under 8. It is the Ad Nanaya. Uh, This cigar is a Corona. It has a Connecticut wrapper and Nicaraguan filler. So stop in anytime this week or anytime. uh, And this is our Cigar Under 8. Let's puff.
1: So this cigar, I probably don't smoke as many of these cigars as I should because of the Vitola. And all It's a Corona It's 5 and an eighth by 42 But really a lot of flavor packed into that cigar Yes I, I won one in a poker game and was smoking And it really kind of had that flavor Trey, have you had the
2: Naya yet? I haven't had that one, no This with an afternoon cup of coffee Cup of black coffee Outstanding on the front porch Speaking my language And now. it's a great second cigar So if you puff something really strong Really medium You want a little more Just grab one of these And it, it's a great second cigar
1: Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. It's one of your hosts, Shane, sitting across from the man. Want you to remember if you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band. Trey Deadman. Don't tell me you've never heard that song. Oh, of course I've heard that song. Robbie, you've heard that song? Yeah, Alabama, of
0: course. But, okay,
1: yeah. good. I'm glad everybody's heard that song. I was scared I was gonna make that joke and nobody was gonna have
0: heard that song. Is that why you were gonna tell me to turn it off? I was
1: I was gonna I wasn't gonna take another puff till we heard that song. Yeah. We were gonna have to turn we we're gonna to, to stop this podcast and play a song. But Alabama's classic, man. Yeah. You just you cannot is there anything better now Trey doesn't get to do this because his significant other does not care for classic country music. But is there anything better than Road Trip, Windows Down, Good Cigar? Oh, yeah. And old country music, you oh, yeah. know, Earl Thomas Conley, oh, Keith yeah.
0: Whitley. I call it my daddy's country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love that stuff. Y- you forget that I ride around in my car all day smoking cigars listening to music for work. So I, I very much am on the on I, board with what I you're I putting down. I feel like
1: you're listening to some new age hippie stuff. I really don't feel like you've got, I don't feel like Merle Haggard's ever graced your radio. Oh,
0: no, but
1: I, I'll tell you, more often than not. I have a cigar right here if you can produce a Merle Haggard CD out of your car. Who has
0: CDs anymore?
1: <laughs> See, there there he goes, Robbie. See, yeah. Now, I wouldn't make that offer to just anyone, because I guarantee right, yeah. you we could get a Merle Haggard show up right here. I wouldn't here. make it to the crowd. Pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I won't make that offer to the crowd. But anyway, coming back, Robbie Lee Roach is here with us. Hey. And we're here at Big Boys Cigars in Dixon. We're enjoying cigars. Um, Trey, tell me about your cigar.
0: I know this is your first one. I've smoked that cigar and I love it. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, this is a wonderful stick. It's it was really spicy up front, but without being overpowering. We were talking about this on the break. It's it's got a sweetness to it, almost like a, like a sun dried tomato or a roasted red pepper. Um, so it's it's got a little bit of that sweetness. Combating the spiciness that makes it really well-balanced. I absolutely love it. And that's the Aganor Salif? The Signature Selection Maduro. Okay.
1: And I'll, so my Balmoral, my Paso Double a, it's really interesting. I thought with LFD being part of it that it would have a lot more strength. But theres you can really taste the Ecuadorian tobacco. This is really... To me, this is kind of the embodiment of what Ecuadorian. I would not have picked Dominican out and for filler of this. I'd have called this an Ecuadorian puro if I just lit it up out of nowhere. Huh. And all Because it's really got that. It still has that savory aspect of Dominican tobacco, but the Ecuadorian flavor is just right there at all times, and I haven't got any of the Norte yet.
0: I've got to say one of the things that's interesting about mine, you're talking about being able to pick up countries of origins. I, I've been on a Dominican kick for about a year now, uh, because of what Nicaragua I was smoking so much Nicaraguan that it was drying my palate out to the point that, that it, it got to where it just wasn't as enjoyable. I would never guess that this was a Nicaraguan Puro because I'm not getting that at all. Uh, it's pretty phenomenal how how it's not drying my palate out. It, it's not fatiguing my palate at all.
2: Very cool. Robbie, what about yours? Tell us about this. So this is the Patina. It's, a, uh, it, it's puffing like a Connecticut. Uh, you know, mild, smooth, but that Pennsylvania broadleaf gives it just enough of a kick to add some flavor to it. Uh, really good stick, one of my favorites.
1: Now that company, I've not seen that company others. I got, I'm gonna pick one of those up for I go home try okay. it tomorrow. And I'll. Um, where did you did you come across them at the show? Did they come in here and see? How'd you end up with that cigar? They in are humidor?
2: with Impact Force. Okay uh, Impact Force does Foundation And several others So my rep with Impact Force Carries these uh, And he brought me a sample in one day I loved it And it was uh, it was excellent And I met Mo at the show You know when you're at the right. IPCPR You know you're puffing just so many cigars All day 15 or 20 You know and everybody's coming out With strong stuff this year It seemed like And uh, my rep John took me over to meet Mo, and I'm like, man, I'm just I'd give anything for a Connecticut right now." And he reaches down and grabs a big handful and like drops it in my bag. There you go. that'll that'll hold you over for for the evening or two, you know so okay, so i've got I've always loved wanted to ask this because this is
1: my fear. This is my fear without me owning a cigar shop. What cigars broke your heart? What have you loved that you brought in here that nobody else liked but you?
2: oh man hmm uh, uh, well you know I'm being new I, I just push you know so if if I bring here's the cool thing if I bring in something and I like it everybody's gonna try it so uh, and if I and if it doesn't sell I like it I'll I'll keep smoking and I'll keep puffing it and you know and I'll Till I'm eventually down, and then I'll find something else. I don't, I don't get caught up in the same thing every day. I, I've got a, you know, I've got a, a, 12 to 15 stick rot, heart, rotation, but I go outside of that quite a bit. And I try to, I try to try everything that comes in uh, new. Me or Will tries every, or Greg, my um, accountant. Between the three of us we try everything that comes in new and and stuff like that and now we're getting to where people are sending us samples to try and see if we want to so there's always something to puff there's always something you know there's always something out there that you know something else to try and so when you um when you're going through this and you're going to the show
1: in the first year how do you how do you prioritize it? How do you decide what you're gonna buy? Do you, do you go by the deals? Do you how do you how do you break that down? I'm interested because I know how the advantage of a lot of the other cigar shop owners is they've been doing it for 15 years. They know the palate of their shop very well, and they yeah. say, okay, this yeah, this is a great cigar, but this ain't gonna sell at my shop. What about this cigar?
2: Well, I was fortunate in that uh, when the 20. 20- 18 show was happening was right about the time I opened, so I got some good deals and stuff like that from the last year's show, and I made it a point that I wanted to go to the 2019 show. So I was, you know, I was 11 months into it at that time. Uh, I'd gone direct with a whole bunch of uh, manufacturers, uh, but there were some that I wanted to get that I was having trouble getting a hold of. Uh, I had an application in for Padron. Uh, so I made a list, day one of the show, and I took Will with me, and I took my cigar mentor with me, because uh, Will's a great negotiator. So the first day of the show was basically, hey, we're all dressing up. We're going to Padron. We're going to my father. Uh, who else do we go to? Uh, Padrone, my father, Ashton. We had about five that we went to, and we ended up opening all five. So, uh, so you did the full dress-up shirt and I did tie, the full dress-up, whole- and Padrone was number one. We wanted to really wanted to get Padrone in here because we wanted the anniversary stuff. Uh, so we walked right off the bat, walked up to them. Of course, at LFD, we wanted to we wanted to go direct with them. And we were able to open up all of those accounts because, you know, here's the three of us, hey, shaking a hand, you know, I've got a suit on, and, uh, you know, just telling them about the shop. The big selling point for all of them is there's nothing 30 miles any direction. So oh, yeah. once you tell them that at the Padron, uh, the guy said, I'll be right back. And he goes away for a minute. I think he went and mapquested quested or... You know, G- Google mapped it or whatever, and he's like, okay, yeah, we'll open you up. We'll open you up, so. And Google returns back where? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Dixon, Tennessee? That's, uh, well, yeah.
0: You have but- to turn your safe search on for that one.
2: <laughs> and then uh, the rest of the show, you know, that was the first day, and, you know, we we kind of wined and dined those guys the first day or two, and, you know, the next day or two was about – letting some of these guys wine and dine us. So, you know, went to party or two, and, you know, we ended up opening some uh, smaller uh, boutique stuff. Uh, and it, it might not be too boutique, but we opened up Balmoral. Uh, Southern Draw was on the list of something we wanted to open up. We opened them up. Uh, we ended up opening Hiram and Solomon, which is uh, uh, dealing with the Masons, stuff like that. So, um and we had a good time. We had a great time in Vegas. This is my first time in Vegas too. So, but Vegas is great. Um, I feel like I
1: need to go there for a cigar convention type deal because if you're not gambling, there's nothing to do in Vegas, right? At all. That's just that's that was my problem. A builder of mine flew me to Vegas for my 40th birthday, and we went up there, and it was a lot of fun. But again, you watch a few shows, and then you either gamble or you do nothing.
2: Yeah. So we drank a lot of beer. Smoked a lot of cigars. Uh, we ate a lot. We, we, we ate big meals every night. It was great. I think I gambled $10 the whole trip. So,
0: <laughs> so they're not they're not building a new wing on one of those hotels on your account.
2: No, <laughs> no. Well, the beers were pricey, so... Oh yeah, you get you got yeah. to prioritize. Yes, yes. absolutely. You can only
1: feed you the the man's pop-it book can only cover so many vices. Absolutely. You know, you've really got to balance out what your vices are going to yeah. be with your budgeting. And I'll trade. What are you doing over there? What? Are you just sitting around over there? I tell you what, wheres Me and, me and Robbie are toting the show. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. But I, we're, for everybody. When you see it, see the pictures on Facebook. You'll see we're in a strange configuration because usually Trey and I sit face to face, and now we got Robbie in the middle of us. So, so I noticed Trey wandering off over there, and I'm, he's I'm, taking
0: notes and checking. Come on, give us a news story, Trey. All right. Well, this is one that you had pulled up uh, the about the World Series. Uh, so the title of the article is "Shark Cigars and Shirtless Dancing." If that's not a Headline to get some attention I don't know what is Um, But uh, basically The the Washington Capitals won the World Series This year Uh, At a party The the article Crap I just lost it Jump in So the article
1: talks about all the different means of celebrating One of my favorites Um, Two star Two time all star Sean Doolittle He was holding a lightsaber Wait that's not my favorite no, the um, World, Triple H gave Annabelle Sanchez a WWE championship belt to symbolize their win at the World Series. And I love the fact, Robbie, look at this picture. They show the <laughs> back of the belt. All you see is leather yeah. and buttons. I mean, why don't they show the front of the belt? <laughs> That's got to be something. This yeah. is from the Russian Machine Never dot com. Wow. I, the, Was that your, them, like your go-to in the morning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never start my day without about a Connecticut without Russian cigar, machine. Yeah. And yeah. Russian machine never <laughs> breaks. I mean, I'm never going to miss those two things at all. But it is funny how the how the cigar, because the executives, the owners, and all that, they were puffing cigars during the parade. So it's funny how the cigar is such a celebration. So I want to ask you real quick while I got this up. How many wedding cigars? How many people come in here, I need a box of cigars for my
2: wedding? All the time. And I, what do you put them on? Because um, we were having this argument last night at a cigar shop. Well, rarely do they come in and get a whole box. They usually want 10, 15, something like that. Uh, I, and they usually want it moderately priced. So, uh, Perdomo champagne, a lot of times I'll, I'll put them on that. Um uh, just you know whatever price range they want to be in, uh, the atsuniki nanayas, uh, I like those a lot and uh, they're reasonably priced and they're milder. So a lot of guys you know they want something kind of milder and they don't want a real long smoke. so sometimes I'll put them on the the, the nanaya or the nanny as I call it. You know, I'm surprised that there's not more cigar
1: companies that market a wedding cigar. That have a that you do know, have a nice decorative box
0: that yeah. says well it was funny we were up in uh, Freeport no we were in Brunswick Maine last weekend and in an old cigar shop that used to be a gas service station that they've converted and uh, actually had two different versions of the Itza boys and a girls and Noel had never actually seen them before N- knew it was a thing but not actually seen the the its a girl and it's a boy branded cigars. So if, you, if you're still doing that, I think, yeah, you got to do a wedding cigar as well.
1: <laughs> See, I would, I would think so. I've got a 19-year-old, it's a girl in my humidor
0: mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. All, that
1: a buddy of mine gave me when his daughter was born. Uh, or he got them when his daughter was born. He gave it to me later on. At the time his daughter was born, I didn't even smoke cigars. But so now she's turning; she's about to turn nineteen. I got a nineteen-year-old; it's a girl in my cigar that I, in my humidor that I haven't smoked yet. Why? So I don't know; I don't know at what point I'll decide. You had to, to wait for the cigar
0: up. to be of age to smoke. Is That's that what right. it was? When the cigar
1: turns twenty-one, then I will <laughs> lie. You know, I was thinking about that earlier today. Wouldn't that be an awful feeling? You're in an airplane. You're headed toward a mountain. The you know the gears have gave out. The pilots jumped out. You're heading to a mountain. You're thinking to yourself. I've got a Padron in my humidor that I was... <laughs> somebody's going to get to smoke that Padron that I've been saying... I can't So,
0: Or worse the, yet, it's going to go to auction and it's not going to be kept humidified or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be dried out or something, something bad's going to happen to that cigar. I Don't mean,
0: worry, your wife will smoke it. Yeah,
1: well, no, she won't because the padrones stay hidden. I keep the padrones in the double secret lock, you know, undisclosed location. But anyway... So I'm just jumping off topic real quick. Okay. Do you want to talk about top 25 cigar strain? I do.
0: I do. So we're getting towards the end of the year. We're, we're going to start being inundated with a whole bunch of top 10, top 25 lists, et cetera. Um, so this is kind of a, a precursor to that. So, so go ahead.
1: Oh, I was giving you when So the article's from Aficionado. They're talking about, so the number, I'm not going to go through their whole release, but the number one cigar aficionado will be released Thursday, December 19th. So six days before Christmas. Um, previous winners, you know, last year the EP Carrillo, Encore Majestic, had that at Bellmead Cigar. Really like that cigar. Have you got one of those yet? Yeah, we've we've carried them. You have? They we've sold carried out? Them. Uh,
2: yeah, we we carried them all, all year long, so...
1: Okay, now you got to tell me because I do not believe the 2017 should qualify
2: the eye of the shark. I didn't think a limited edition should qualify. It should as not. number one. I, I agree. Cubans and limited edition, no, should not be part. Should of not the, be part of the top 25. And
1: 16th, the Andalusian bull, which I've been underwhelmed with the bull. The yeah. bull has underwhelmed
0: me. I we, keep seeing it come back into shop. You know, shops get it and then they and it immediately sells out and. And I still just can't wrap my head around, are the people that are buying it people who haven't smoked it yet? Or are there people out there that actually enjoy it? Because I really didn't find anything about that cigar that I liked. So this year,
1: we're going to go ahead and make our predictions for the, well and, you know, to hit number one, you would have to have access to who bought the most advertisement for cigar aficionado. So being as that we don't have that particular statistic in front of us, let's talk about what is, what do you think is going to be the cigar of the year? What's going to be the one that really stands out that's going to make top five? I'll give you credit for making top five, and I'll write down the answers and give you credit if you make top
0: five. One of the things that's interesting, too, just looking at past winners going back about the last 14 years or so is lots of Fuente, a couple of Padrones, some My Father. There's not really a whole lot of boutiques on here. You know, it's really hard. I've, the E.P. Carrillo from last year, I think I picked that up here. I th- Maybe that, yeah. yeah I think yeah, we could,
2: had it for a while.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's so. I would have been in about the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really hard to get uh, to see any boutiques getting that, which is a shame because some of my favorite cigars that I've smoked this year have been smaller boutiques.
1: Well, I'm going to step out on a limb here. Guardian Farm Night Watch will be in the top ten. I will definitely, cool. and I wouldn't be surprised to see it in the top five. Okay, but I'm I'm going to step out. My prediction is Guardian of the Farm Night Watch. I love that cigar. I've got a box of them at home. I've been smoking. Just everything about that cigar hits my palate just perfect. And i Robbie, what's your prediction?
2: Well, I'm going to go with Aganor as well. Uh, what uh, Trey is smoking tonight? Uh, the Chief, signature Maduro. Uh, uh, it's fantastic. It has that new hybrid leaf on it uh, that they just rolled this year. I think that's the same leaf on the Night Watch as well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and they also have the uh, the Grand Loco, which is the five and a half by eighty. Right. Uh, they have the leaf on that as well. Uh, so one of those three, I I do believe, will be uh, in the top five. You know, and you may, you probably got
1: a solider choice with Cigar has because it does have a little more gravitas. Yes. That, that tends to weigh. Yes. With Aficionado, they tend to like that. that right. You know, just a, a more common stick, it's hard to get them to really get behind it.
2: I don't think they're going to put an 80 ring gauge. Maybe in the top 10, but probably not number one.
0: Yeah. This is a tough one for me. Uh like i said because i've been smoking mostly boutiques and i don't think it'll be number one but i definitely think foundation cigars is going to have something on the list in the top 10 Uh, if it were me i'd say it's the new high clear castle Uh, i was absolutely blown away by how good that cigar was um outside of that though um the um i just don't see what else they have that could maybe compete but i think that was such a phenomenal cigar
1: now, does the does anything? Because with the pending sale of the um, the Altadis brands, the pending sale of um, Imperial brands, does any of theirs make the list this year? Or do you think that do you think Aficionado will judge? Do you think they'll get points taken off because they're about to transfer ownership? Because I mean, the H Up A.J. Fernandez collaboration, positively one of the best cigars
0: of the year. Yeah, and I actually had um, one of the new uh, Trinidad Espiritus um, mm-hmm. that is one of those cigars. It's kind of a sleeper because it's fairly budget priced, but knowing how much Altaitis spends on advertising and cigar aficionado, I think they have a real shot uh, at still being on that list, even with the impending sale.
2: Also, the Monte Cristo Espada Oscuro, it's right? new this year as well. A lot of my guys have liked that. So between those three new sticks and the money they spend, I mean, they could get one or a couple of those, in the, at least in the top 25. But
1: So what we're talking about, I do want to talk about, that's big news in the cigar industry this week, mm-hmm. is, okay, I know I'm mispronouncing this. There's not a chance in the world I'm getting this right, but I'm going to call them Huabao. Huabao? <laughs> sure, why not? Huabao International. Expected to purchase Imperial Brands Cigar Division. So the Imperial Brands Cigar Division, we covered the story earlier this year. They went up for sale. We're talking about all the Casa de Monte Cristo stores. We're talking about JR Cigars, which is, I think, third biggest online retailer of cigars in the country. And, of course, Altadis, which has made <coughs> huge leaps. In the past five years, Altadis has probably put more good cigars out than any of the big
0: companies that I've seen. They, yeah no I'd I'd say you're right on that. They
1: they've really come on strong and I, so they're a Chinese company, they're a Hong Kong Chinese company. So they are looking to distribute to mainland China, it says in the article this article's from Half Wheel. They are looking to distribute to mainland China. I wonder what kind of effect that's going to have on our cigars here. I don't know that it's going to have much of an impact. Well, I have another article, though, that said that profits drop at Imperial after a challenging year.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that was what I found so interesting about this is the timing for Huabao is—God, that was so racist. Uh, the, um, <laughs> say it fast. Say it with confidence. <laughs> the uh, so, so fortuitous timing, given that they're coming off a down year, they're probably going to be able to pick it up for much— cheaper than they would have been maybe two three years ago says their profits were down 21.4 percent last year well you
1: know they've had to switch ceos they've had to switch and the the announcement of the sale always drops that down they're always going to drop the value of the cigars when they announce a sale um you know stock's gonna fall so i mean i'll be interested to see because you know when swisher sweet bought drew Estate, everybody was in a panic Everybody, you know, if you were on social media when they announced that they had sold Drew Estate, the world was on its ear. Because everybody was always, there goes, that's the end of our good Drew Estate cigars. But I give Swisher all the credit in the world. They've let Drew Estate keep doing what Drew Estate does well.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that I think is interesting about this, because you mentioned there was a lot of turmoil internally with the company, their revenues were actually up 5% last year. So it's a lot of operational cost and that type of thing that drove their overall profit down. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the new owners can come in and kind of shake that out and kind of figure out getting it back to being a well-oiled machine and kind of kind of get everything, stop the bleeding basically. and. Ultimately, it looks like the vaping division of the company is what really led to the downturn. So hopefully, they'll just jettison that anchor and and not have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, Robbie, you got to you got to make the cigar cast a promise. Sure, you're not gonna sell vape juice and you're not gonna sell CBD. Never. Okay, good. Then, Never. Then, w-
0: then we'll be here. We'll be here all the time. We'll come see you. It would have been really a shame to have to just jettison this entire Uh, podcast if you didn't answer that (laughs) pod's over turning off microphones no no vapes no vapes
1: yeah i mean you know that's just one of the things that when a cigar shop actually one of our local cigar shops today in spring hill posted why do people not want to come to this cigar shop he sells vape he sells cbd the cigars are almost an afterthought why would you want to go there
0: Hmm. you know who wants to go not to mention who the owner is yeah that the owner's not the greatest guy in the world <laughs> that Rob, doesn't help
1: robbie's got an advantage here if you ever want to expand we'll take you we'll get you into spring hill the All place right. the, the fact that that yeah. place opens and <laughs> you know, which have you thought about that are you think so what's your next step when i was we kind of come to, and we're landing the show i want to know what's the future of big boys cigars what's, well, the, what's just, the long-term plan
2: well we're just kind of letting it play out maybe we'll uh look at a second location somewhere at some point uh but you know as of right now you know the plan is just to continue rolling continue making this the best it can be continue growing the sales uh that's kind of what we're concentrating on right now but down the road you never know
1: well thank you for letting for having us here tonight robbie thanks for spending the time everybody if you're in town Come to, okay, so last question. I know, Trey, I'm
0: running long. No, you're. but I have one more question, so get oh, yours no, okay, out of the well, way. Okay, well,
1: second to last question. All right. And I'll... All right, I'm planning my cigar journey. Yes. And I'm coming to Dixon, Tennessee, and I know I'm going to end the night at Big Boy Cigars. What's the best local place to catch dinner?
2: Uh, we have uh, a fine dining establishment right here downtown. It's called Lugo's. It's American Classic uh, Lugo is a chef, uh, came up in the in the industry, best food in town, bar none, it's high end, you can take your wife to it. Uh, very nice, very nice restaurant. So Lugo's and then big boys. Lugo's, yes, Lugo's, bottle of wine, get his plantain chips, get his one pound ribeye, let your wife get the lasagna, and then... A uh, block and a half stroll down to Big Boys. After a, up after a one, nice. hat, one pound ribeye, yes. it's not going to be a
1: stroll. Light <laughs> up something nice, and uh,
2: <laughs> it's funny because he sends people down here all the time. Are you, you going to send wheelchair service for me after a
1: one-pound ribeye and a ba- basket of plantain
2: I'll, chips. I'll send a car for you. Just, okay, just send, give
1: me a shout. Dixon's going to
0: get a gondola that just goes <laughs> yeah. between the two <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that's the That's the benefit of being in the Cigar Cast. He'll send a car. You that's remember? right. He's the first yeah. guest that's offered to send a
0: car that's for true. us. That's <laughs> true. So before we wrap it up, there is one question that we ask every guest that we have on the show, and Shane was trying to take up all my time before I got to ask it. Money's no option, unlimited quantities, Desert Island cigar.
2: Desert Island cigar. Hmm. So only one cigar. O- only one cigar. For the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. But you can smoke all of them you want. You know, I, I I really like the Atsaniki Nanaya. Mm. Uh, you know, it's gonna be hot. You know, I'm not gonna want I'm gonna wanna smoke a lot, so I, I think I would probably go with that. That's one of my favorite I do like the eye of the shark, uh, so that's tempting. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably go with a nanny. Right. I, I think I, I think that's what I'd go with. Excellent. Well, it's
0: it's fun being able to ask that question to someone who's not dependent on a brand, because everyone always stays on brand or the reps and people. So it's nice to know that never you don't have a clue what, what the answer to that one's going to be.
1: Yeah, we've we've got some good answers to that, but they've always been on brand. But you're the first at Sneaky. You're the first Mm -hmm. real at Sneaky fan we've had kind of come in there. Love
2: them. Love them. Great cigar. Well, and Charles is such a good dude. Charles is awesome. Charles is salt of the earth. Great guy.
0: Yeah. So pronounce judgment on your cigar.
1: So the Balmoral, um, it's been surprising. It's definitely, so all of our cigars are ranked on a scale of one to seven. Seven being, you know, can't wait to get another and I'd break my arm to get another one. One being I would only smoke it again if offered by a grouchy third world dictator. So the Balmoral, I'm going to have to give it a five and a half. Really? It did not perform as well as I thought it would, but I'm also coming off that Balmoral Nicaraguan. I'm going to have to have a second one to firm up my judgment.
0: Because you were close to a seven on that other one.
1: Yeah, Nicaraguan was, was real close. It scared a seven to death. Yeah. At all But this one's This one's definitely In that five range It's good It's a great smoke Um, I'm definitely gonna smoke Another one When I'm sitting On the back porch And just have time To really totally focus Mm -hmm. On that cigar But I'm gonna be in a five What about your Aganorsa?
0: I'm This is about a six and a half This is that good This is I'm The 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 complexity of the flavors and the way they're playing together is just so well blended. Uh, the, the draw is perfect. The amount of smoke I'm getting from it is perfect. Uh, it's just, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know what it could do for me to get to that seven mark. I don't know what it's missing. I just know that it's just, it's just not quite there, but it's real close.
1: Well, it's hard to hand out a seven. It a is. A seven is hard to hand out. Robbie, give us your rank.
2: Uh, six and a quarter. I love this cigar. I puff it all the time. Uh, it's one of my go-tos, so definitely six and a quarter.
0: Well, that sounds great. Trey, how do they get a hold of us? So you can get a hold of us via email at info at dot com, or of course, on social media at facebook.com slash thecigarcast and Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast.
1: And, Robbie, how do they get a hold of you? And give us the address.
2: Yes, uh, so we are in we're at 103 East Record Avenue uh, in downtown Dixon. And you can find us on Facebook at Big Boys Cigar and Lounge. Uh, yeah, that's how to find us.
0: Excellent. And we shared a couple of posts from your page this week so people can go on over to our page yes. and find you that way as well. Thank you.
1: Yep. So everybody like Big Boys. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us.